following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited. This show is all about crimes against humanity, and we are going to get deep into crimes against humanity today. I uh, always do a lot of show prep before I do this, and actually, uh, the show that we're going to talk about today, Money Laundering, um, really has come out of several cases that has happened, and I thought to myself, you know, even someone like myself that's deeply immersed in the human trafficking world, as far as combating human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, child pornography, even I sometimes become kind of um, hardened, oblivious, if you will, to just the devastation that takes place and the magnitude of what this is all about. And that's what this show is about today. Uh, This show is brought to you by Million Kids. That is spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. We're not one million kids. We're not a million kids. You know, we're not 10 million kids, although they're probably out there. We're Million Kids. And our organization is millionkids.org. One of the most important things that you can do is go on to Million Kids on Facebook. Just find Facebook, put in Million Kids, and hit like. You will see... Just an incredible amount of information provided to you. Sometimes people think maybe it's overwhelming. I don't know. But this is a complex subject. We're very fortunate in that Susie Carpenter is the media and marketing director for Me and Kids. And she is extremely knowledgeable on all of these subjects and uh, does an excellent job of presenting them to you. So go to Me and Kids on Facebook. What we do is we post new cases, sometimes several times a day. And it's a wide variety of cases. And this subject that we're going to take on, money laundering, I may actually do two segments on this, two different shows, because it really is a complex subject. And even as I've researched it, It is much deeper, much more uh, difficult to convey than I ever, ever imagined. By the way, many of you are listening around the world. This show goes to 170 countries, and I do want to talk about uh, money laundering as a global issue. So you folks that are out there in the UK or Spain or France and and, uh, Eastern Europe or over in Asia or even up in Canada, we value your input and anything you want to offer us, you won't be able to call in live because we know that you listen to it archived. By the way, you can hear this show archived. You can get 
over 40 hours of free human trafficking training. That's what this show is about, free human trafficking training every week with the latest version, the latest knowledge on what is going on. You can get that at exploitedcrimes.com. Just go to exploitedcrimes.com website. That's our other website because uh, we have so many archive shows on there. We couldn't carry them all just on me and kids. So go to exploitedcrimes.com, hit listen. You can see all the different subjects we look at there. And uh, be sure and share that with your friends. But if you're listening live today and you want to call in, you can at one 866 472-5788. If you call in today, I'll give you a free book. My book, Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. So I want to talk about money laundering because uh, that's really the heart and soul of it. And this has been a really good uh, exercise, if you will, for me to do this research. Most of you know I'm known for doing massive amounts of research on many subjects. I've been doing it for nearly 10 years now, hard to believe. I actually used to look like the person on the photograph on the back of the book, but this will age you. Anyway, so I wanted to look at this because one of the new cases got our attention today and and or over the past week. And this case has been highlighted on me and Kids' Facebook page. The headline is all about um, a case that started in Los Angeles. We're here in Southern California, so it got my attention. But it's actually a global case. And it's a huge sex trafficking ring of women from Thailand. A lot of women who pay very big money. At this point, uh, today's show is being recorded on July 13th. It's not being recorded. It's live, but it is being. it will be archived. But at this point, they've now arrested 38 perpetrators, 38 defendants, so say, because this is alleged. They haven't been charged yet, but they have been arrested in, in there. And they're from all over. This is a huge, huge ring. Uh, this ring, in, they now have arrests going in Los Angeles, San Diego, Dallas, Austin, Houston, Chicago, and there's still some people at large, plus two defendants they believe really uh, led the thing in Bangkok. And what would happen here is they would go to the women and they would uh, tell them that now the women in this case didn't think they were coming over here to be nannies, according to the story. Um, they basically thought they were coming over probably to have sex, but they thought that they would pay a small amount of fee to do it and that they would raise a huge amount of money that they could send back home. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, some previous shows I've done is about how the Internet is bringing us all together. So the for one of the reasons I want to talk about money laundering is just how vulnerable people in third world countries are going to be as the entire world comes together. Because in those countries, as as many of you know, I'm connected to Rafa House, R-A-P-H-A, Rafa House, out of Thailand, Cambodia, Haiti, you know, like that. And those people, if they if they make three dollars a day, it's a good day. So when somebody comes to them and says, Look, you can make a hundred bucks a day and it'll only cost you maybe $1,000 or $2,000 in a recruitment fee, they do the math and they say, 
you know, this just makes sense to me. I could work my entire life and never get the amount of money I could make in one month. Now, I'm concerned about that because the entire Internet is about to come together. And as these people get access, and for instance, in Cambodia right now, 40% of Cambodians have cell phones, knockoff phones. They're little, in Cambodia, they say same, same, but different. It is knockoff everything in Cambodia. And so they will fall for this in a heartbeat if you're wondering how these victims get lured in. They're saying that uh, what is going on here is they trafficked hundreds of women from Bangkok, Thailand. They were trafficked to Minnesota, Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, Phoenix, Washington, D.C., Las Vegas, Houston, Dallas, Seattle, and Austin. Now, these are the ones they know about. But did you get the idea that this is organized crime? This is huge, huge money. This is Tens of millions of dollars in America money that is flowing back to people in Bangkok. I was thinking about this, you know, there must be some way to create billboards across the United States about hire a prostitute, join organized crime. Because do these Johns that are out there buying this sex realize they are funding a global RICO enterprise and they are exposing themselves and their families to these global uh, organized crime? Would they still do it if they knew that? Is it worth it to say that? Let's. I was figuring out today that if you were money laundering $1 million, uh, now, it's easy for me to say that. I've never seen a million bucks. <laughs> you know, I'm not rich. I run a nonprofit. By the way, if you want to donate to this nonprofit, go to www.meandkids.org and hit donate. When I see your money come through, and I see every dime that comes through, which goes directly to combating this, you know, you know if I get $25 donation, hallelujah, I'm grateful. 100 bucks, hallelujah. I have never seen a million bucks. This organization did ten million, tens, tens with an S, tens of million, all on the backs of beautiful young girls who just was trying to find a way to support their family back home. One million bucks, if you're charging $100 a pop, and sometimes it's not that much, sometimes it's more, but let's say the average is 100 that's 10,000 sex acts. I think I'm just going to stop and let you visualize that. 10,000 sex acts by beautiful young girls who were trying to earn the money to send it back home. So what happened here is they were informed in Thailand that they would engage in prostitution activities, but were really painted a rosy picture of what this was going to happen. By the way, I'm reading this from a CNN report. They're in a lot of trouble here in the U.S. at this point. But anyway, this is a CNN report that's called uh, Thailand Sex Trafficking Ring, alleged traffickers charged with forcing Thai women to U.S. for sex. And so what happens here, it says that 
the women were informed what that they were coming. They didn't think they were going to be nannies. They didn't think they were going to be nurses. But they were told there would be a quick payoff of their debt and a chance to send that money back home. I find this especially sad because these girls are thinking that they can do this very quickly and go home. And what my point is, is these are people who weren't tricked, but they understood that they were going to be doing sex. But they thought that it would be an easy thing and they'd get it over with and pay their family back home. They did not realize that they're going to be having sex day and night every day with up to 10 or more men, that they would be isolated. They wouldn't be allowed to leave the area. They wouldn't be free in there, and they wouldn't get the money. The victims were totally owned by this organization in there. Basically, 60% of their profit went to pay down their debt bondage, and the rest of it went to the house boss in the prostitution facility. They would never, ever get We are up against a hard break, folks. I'm getting deep into this. Stay with me. We're going to be right back. Thanks. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are deep into a discussion about sex trafficking and money laundering and how all of this works. And this may actually end up to be a two-part show. This is a complex subject and we're just getting into it. But I want you to understand the magnitude of what we're talking about. Today, we are talking about the sex trafficking ring of Thai women. This originated out of L.A. There literally were like 37 defendants. This is literally selling commercial sex to our men right here in America who are paying real money to have sex. They think it's just prostitution as usual. They have no idea that they are participating in a worldwide, large-scale Thai money laundering ring and they are contributing to it for their pleasure our money is going to thailand as they abuse these beautiful women the girls came over here understanding they were going to be in prostitution they did not understand the magnitude about what was about to happen so i want to talk not just about the sex trafficking i want to talk about the dynamics of money laundering because the farther i go this it's like god is moving in my heart on this now I'm going to tell you, things are being done. This is not happening in a vacuum. And I work with law enforcement. I I know people at Homeland Security. They're absolutely excellent. I know people at FBI, you know, people who are in the intelligence community. And things are being done. This is not being done in a vacuum. However, the magnitude of this just kind of makes your head spin. And you think, how do you get your hand around it? Well, the headline is part of the CNN article I'm referring to here. There's a subline that says, a sex ring worth tens of millions of dollars. The eight-count indictment outlines bulk cash smuggling and money laundering offenses detailing funnel accounts to route cash from cities across the U.S. to money launders. So what's a funnel account? Well, basically what they do is they get straw people to open accounts. And, you know, they begin to move money. This happens in uh, for the people that are up here from Mexico on a regular basis, by the way. This happens to be a Thai group. We're going to talk about a Chinese group next. But basically, they, in addition to preying on these people, prey on them financially and get and use them as kind of money mules, if you will. You've heard of drug mules. These are straw accounts that are moving money. In this particular ring, they moved tens of millions of dollars from U.S. to Thailand using a Hawala, H-A-W-A-L-A, Hawala-based system in which family members and trusted individuals would carry large volumes of cash on their person, including hiding cash in clothing and dolls, okay? But they also got them to open up bank accounts bank accounts which this group controlled. There were many levels of players in this organization. This is organized crime. This is RICO stuff, okay? In this case, the positions range from traffickers who held the debt bondage of a victim. In other words, what happens is these people pay to get here. And then they have the sex with the idea that they're going to pay that back. But when they have the sex, they don't get to keep all the money. 
In fact, uh, some of you have heard me talk about a Mexico case that we had here, two little 15-year-old Mexico girls that were locked in a house, and they were told they had to pay off their debt, okay, for getting up here with their, with their uh, coyote. And they told him, 40 bucks a pop. You have sex with these guys for 15 minutes. You get 40 bucks. You get 20. We get 20. The girl takes 20 bucks, divides it into, say, $3,000, thinks she can survive it. It isn't like she can go out and get a job and pay that back. But she never gets that money. You know, she doesn't get her half of the 20. She has to pay for her mattress. She has to pay for her food. She has to pay for even the rights to to um, get the the date. In fact, in the case I'm going to tell you next, they had to pay for the driver to take them to the hotel, and they had to pay for the motel room. That meant if you're charging 40 bucks and you're only getting 20, and they're charging you for a driver, that means your first seven tricks are just to pay your overhead before you even get to your other 20 to pay your debt bondage. So I want you to understand what this is like when you're on the paying end of this. Okay, so we have positions ranging from traffickers who held the debt bondage to house bosses, because you've got to pay the house boss, who own the house of prostitution. You have to pay the money launders, the facilitators, the responsibilities, including transportation of women and the travel costs to get them here. So do you see how this money laundering thing is working? These women will never be able to get out of debt. On top of it, Every time they're doing this, these people are getting richer and richer in here. So I want to do some of this math to understand how quickly this goes up. I want to talk about funnel accounts here. The way that a funnel account works is that, and this is one of the most common ways that human traffickers and smugglers move money fast and cheaply across miles between large geographic areas. Okay, I'm reading this from Homeland Security. A funnel account generally involves a straw account holder, usually a friend or family member of a transnational gang organization. So what I want you to see is there are often, even though there's 38 defendants here, there could be easily two, three, 400 people who are complicit who are like junior players on this, they can't move that money with just only 38 people. We have laws here in the United States on on uh, banking uh, laws that says you don't, uh, anything that's over $10,000 in a deposit has to be subject to reporting requirements. And so they keep the money under $10,000 in those cases. And, you know, bank uh, employees are trained to watch for suspicious activity. But, you know, that's at the front end of this. Now, I can tell you that the FBI and Homeland Security and, and uh, you know, your U.S. Treasury Department are all creating very sophisticated algorithms to be able to sort through and find patterns of transactions. And it's very possible that's how this was found. I don't know. But I do want you to know that the government is doing something about this, and this is getting a huge amount of attention. Because, well, first of all, in the interest of the government, they're moving out tens of millions of dollars out of our economy that nobody's paying taxes on. (laughs) So a little self-service. There, but still, whatever their motivation, it needs to be found. 
So a lot of banks have enhanced processing controls, internal controls to watch for this. Our Department of Treasury has programs to do that. And for you folks over there in Europe, you know, Interpol is getting very, very sophisticated. You've created financial organizations that's also doing this. We have to do this in the age of technology to be able to find this. Uh, some of the red flags that were given on this, uh, and this is from Homeland Security, some of the red flags that were presented is a customer establishing account or visiting a branch to conduct transactions when they're regularly escorted by a third party. So bank tellers, watch out for that. Cash deposits in cities and states where the customer doesn't reside. They'll watch for those kinds of things. Now, this is on the front end of looking for money laundering. They look for payments to employment or student recruitment agencies that are not licensed or registered that or that have labor violations. You know, that really got my attention. This gives you an idea how my little mind thinks, okay? Because that I didn't realize that there were student recruitment agencies that need licensing. That's an important thing here because when you are brought over and you're involved in labor trafficking, you often come in legally under a student visa. So I learned something there about labor trafficking I did not know, and uh, and we'll probably talk about that again in the future just to let you know how I come up with all of this and how I do my my. Uh, all the research that I do. They look for frequent payments to online escort advertising services. We hear all about Backpage, okay? And, you know, there's a huge rush here to shut Backpage down. Well, they're pretty nasty people. Uh, you know, I can't tell you that I'm in love with them. And, in fact, they were just caught this week. And uh, it's possible they will be shut down. I don't know. But uh, they were caught this week in a, a completely unrelated case in a sting out of the Philippines on a uh, corporate uh, search warrant. It was interesting. And all of a sudden you're finding out they're not, you know, they say, well, we're just in the media advertising business. You know, we don't actually participate in sex. Wrong. They've been caught. And we'll do another case, another story on that very shortly. But they will often comb through these people's accounts, Craigslist, Backpage, uh, you know, all the big uh, advertisers to see, who's regularly doing that, and then cross-referencing them with their bank accounts to see if they're going up. They look for multiple apparently unrelated customers sending wire transfers to the same accounts or the same beneficiary. They look for wire senders there that are, are doing this, that are sending them all to one place or they look for similar transactions such as addresses and phone numbers they will question the extent the extended circumstances and they may not allow the um, well they'll watch for wire transfer now i'm going to tell you that a lot of this is taking place in wire transfer especially going into latin america and mexico but also overseas There's not been enough work done up until recently on these Asian cartels. We always think of the Mexican cartels and and like that, the Latin American cartels. But we need to take a big look at it. And it looks like to me, based on these two cases, they're doing it. Hey, guys, this is really tough, uh, tough training here. So stay with me. We're up against a hard break. We will be right back. Thanks. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, you are certainly welcome to email me at Opal at Million Kids. Anything that you want to add, anything you think I need to know, if you're aware of something going on in your area, if you have questions, if you just simply want to make a comment on the show, you can contact me at Opal at Million Kids and uh, I would be happy to hear from you. So we're talking about right now the the lucrative nature of human trafficking. And we have been talking about this Thai ring of Thai women that have been going on here in L.A. and how big this is. They literally have taken from America tens of millions of dollars of untaxed paid money that was generated by men from America who decided they wanted to have sex either in a massage parlor or a motel, and they paid money. And they, you know, pretend, they say in their heart, well, you know, she she really wants to be with me without realizing these women are being controlled by a Thailand organized crime group. So I want to leave that group a minute because this really will be a two-part show. I really want to get into cryptocurrency and how they money launder that. I want to get into the nature of child uh, pornography and the lucrative nature of that. But I want to cover a couple more uh, cases, and I'm running out of time. So I'm going to stick with, uh, since we're talking about the Thai group, I want to talk about the Chinese sex trafficking ring that took place out of Ventura. So back with the Thai group, what they were doing was getting people to do the Hawala series. In other words, they would carry it back, 
home. They would look like they're a tourist. They would take it with them on a plane. Uh, They would get relatives to take it. They would have fake accounts. They would have real accounts. uh, And uh, they would have people going with them, depositing money, and then that money being uh, transferred out to other people. Uh, so, you know, they would put money in, it had set a little bit, then all of a sudden they'd write a check here or they had transferred, they'd do a wire transfer, they use Western Union to do these kinds of things, they will use bank wire transfers, uh, they will just simply send checks. Uh, there's a lot of ways. A lot of times what they'll do is um, buy online goods and then use that money and uh, get credit for those goods, return those goods, get the credit back, and then send that money on or sell those goods. Uh, and and uh, a lot of times they will invest in counterfeit goods and buy products so that those goods then are being transferred out and converted into sales. And in that case, they get their money back. There's a lot of ways these people move money manually. Now, there was another group that we often talk about, and I I just can't tell you how proud I am for our federal government and our local officials being willing to go out and take on these cases. These are not easy cases. Cracking a Thai prostitution ring is not an easy thing to do. You know, the, the language difference, the ethnicity, the trust, the getting on the inside, the time that it takes to document it, the wiretaps, the search warrant, uh, you know, all the mountains of evidence. It takes years sometimes to put these cases together. And I think we, the public, can't appreciate how often that sometimes, um, a lot of times we go, what's holding them up? I told them about that massage party down the street. These are connected and they are huge cases. And yes, maybe we can get the girl down the street, but we need to be able to get these people out of business and intercept the money. In this case, I want to talk about the Ventura Chinese uh, sex trafficking ring that that happened earlier this year with uh, Gary uh, Wang, I think it is. And uh, it was run by a woman, and her last name was Ho. I forgot her first name, but um, it isn't a common first name. It was a unique situation in that she controlled a call center, and this was where the Thai deal was controlled by Bangkok and then all over the United States. This was a Southern California ring. Now, whether these people were operating independently or they're part of a larger scale ring, we don't know. But they literally ran a multi-million dollar Chinese uh, prostitution ring. They had a lot of different people doing this, but she controlled it. And in this case, the girls thought they were coming over to work here. And uh, they were brought in, many of them brought in legally. They were moved throughout even Riverside County, where I live, and Ventura County. This came out because of a reverse sting by the local uh, law enforcement authorities in Camarilla in a motel that started it. And thank God for them. These were making headway, guys. They were able to figure out there is more to what we're seeing here than one victim in this motel. And they pulled all the strings and they kept going. What was fascinating to me from money laundering is that this was all centrally controlled. They had 50 different bank accounts in nine different 
bank institutions. But Jerry's sister was a real estate person. And what she would do is take sex trafficking money and buy and sell real estate with it. She'd buy the real estate, then she would turn it over. And so it was an interesting transaction, but I want you to see how much money was made here. They literally had tens of millions of dollars. Again, what were we seeing? One million dollars rep- represents 10,000 sex acts. Ten, $10 million represents, help me with the math here, 10 times 10, 100,000 sex acts. <laughs> On the backs of poor little Chinese girls, money coming from out of America, buying real estate, buying real estate, being moved around from place to place, buying goods. These people are living high up the hog. Okay, so I just really want you to think that out. Now, um, I just want to take that down to a different kind of trafficking. I'm going to talk a second about the dog pound gang. Uh, we've talked about that in the past. Now, that's a fairly fairly small operation, but they were making millions. They weren't they weren't from a foreign country. Let me let me see if I can't grab that uh, here a minute. Let's see if I can find the dog pound gang. Here you go. I have research all over the place here. Here's the dog pound gang. That's up there in Fresno. Now, these are a bunch of thugs. But when they picked them up, they had a Bentley. They had a boat. They had a Range Rover. That's how they're laundering their money. They're enjoying it, okay, but it's no less bad because they were netting about $30,000 a week in sex trafficking. And so what they did is lure in our kids. They preyed on foster kids, runaway kids, and they, you know, got them into prostitution. One of the things that was interesting to me is when they picked up and seized all of these assets, they only found one gun and no drugs. So it's telling me they weren't drugging these people that they were, they weren't losing any money drugging the people that they were doing, that they were making money off of. But they literally had all of these people out there. They found 50000 in cash, 17 vehicles, a Bentley, a Range Rover, a bus, and a boat. It was a pretty sexy boat, by the way. And so I just want to tell you that, you know, while we can think about foreign national uh, money laundering, where our money's leaving, it's taking place right here in our own community also with our kids being preyed upon. And in that case, what they do is they live pretty darn well while these girls are out there doing this. Uh, many times these girls weren't even being char- uh, putting out for uh, $100. They were doing this much, much cheaper. And so as you look at this, these girls are doing this and the pimp keeps the profit. Says they would terrorize a female. They would literally, you know, hit rock bottom. These girls were so badly brutalized, they didn't care about their own lives in many cases. And this is a case where, if I remember right, this was being run from the prison. Wasn't that true here? Uh, Is this the case or am I making that up where it was being run by gang members? They created fraudulent credit cards. They used them to rip off businesses. 
uh, to the tune of $1.45 million in here. I'm almost sure this is the one that was being run from the prison. And they're making all of this money on our kids. So one more time, what I want you to see is that flow of money. It's always about the money. I want to do one more case. I'm probably not going to get clear to cryptocurrency. I'm going to allude to it before we get into it. But next week, we will cover the cryptocurrency for sure. No problem. But here's the case uh, that really got my attention. I, you've heard me talk about this. It's the Mara Diego case. Now, this is this is uh, Mexico uh, Latino, if you will, uh, sex trafficking rings where they were bringing in girls who thought they were coming up here to work. They were bringing, being brought in illegally. And uh, let's hope some of that stops. Now, there were plenty of women involved in this. This is the Mara Diego case. They were running houses of prostitution all over from Florida and and a couple of areas. They were bringing in as many 30 uh, cars a day. This was being operated in a house that had kids playing in it, okay, right out front, little kids playing on their tricycle, while all of these people were coming and going. The first victim spoke. They said they were forced to do as many as 35 to 45 men a day. They were charging, I believe the number was $23, for about 15 minutes of sex. Each woman was netting up to $320,000 a year. So $320,000 a year at uh, $23 for 15 minutes. So let's see, $320,000 divided by uh, $23. Oh, my God, that's 13 million sex acts. Have I got that right? That can't be right. $320,000 divided by... $23, almost 14 million sex acts. Dear Lord, can you imagine? And this money, this money in this case was being wire transferred. And it was uh, opening bank accounts. And they were moving the money around. And in this case, this money is going back to Mexico. So this is serious, serious business that is going on here. And I want you to understand the impact of this and the need to track the money. This is not minor. You know, it's not only serious for the girl. I mean, that's just devastating. But think about the vast amount of millions of dollars that are going back to other countries on the backs of precious women, precious kids, that are doing this. Well, the next segment, I I promise to get to cryptocurrency. We're going to at least start it. And I am going to make this a two-part series because I want to talk about human smuggling and the value of human smuggling. I want to talk about money laundering having to do with cryptocurrency. And I want to talk about money laundering with child pornography and our kids' naked selfies. We're up against a break, folks. Stay with me. We'll see you in a minute. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We are talking about the financial aspects, how people move money, how much money, the financial aspects of human trafficking. And I uh, can tell you right now, I'm going to make this a two-part show. I really want to get into cryptocurrencies and the finances of child pornography and like that. But since I'm talking about hardcore sex trafficking cases right here and I'm running out of time, I am going to stick with a couple more cases. And then we are going to, I promise you, next week, we're going to get into cryptocurrency, how it works, how it functions, how big is it, how do they redeem it, like that. But stay with me. I want to continue because this has been a, a good exercise for me. You know, I, I live in this world. I, I do massive amounts of research. I try to process. I try to experience. I try to see patterns of behavior so that I can train law enforcement and first responders and parents and anybody I can train. Okay. So what we're looking at here is the financial aspects of this. One of the things that I had looked at is, remember the situation with the border kids under the last presidential administration? And I don't want to get into a political conversation. Uh, You know, you're either for him or against him, and you either love this guy or you hate him. I don't really care where you're coming from. But the reality of what was happening there was literally millions of people were crossing our border and coming into the United States. Now, this guy says he's going to stop that, and we'll see how that works. But when they were coming in, what was happening is that these people weren't like making arrangements, flying in on Delta Airlines and paying a fee and coming in. What nobody was talking about is the financial aspects of them getting here on human smuggling. And what would happen, I know several people who came up here who paid the money. In fact, the last person I talked to said they had to pay $10,000 and uh, to get here. Now, he had been here before and uh, had, had paid the money. 
And uh, like that, he had gotten his documents, but he wanted to go home to see his family because his father was dying. This time it cost $10,000. But your average smuggler will pay somewhere around five to 6000 Most of those people don't have it, and so they pay what they can and they get up here. But what I want to tell you is that there's all kinds of numbers out there about the number of people who actually came and paid a coyote. Keep in mind, a lot of them pay the coyote. They don't get to stay. But there's all kinds of numbers of people during that, what they call the DACA period, the DACA kids, uh, that came because our administration was saying, if you can get here and you're under 18, we'll allow you to stay. And so vast amount of people came during that time. And that's what we're dealing with. So just imagine this. Let's say I was figuring out, let's say that a half a million people came. We believe the number is much greater than a million, but let's be conservative. Save a half a million, and each of them paid a coyote $5,000. That is $250 million that we have put in the pockets of cartels throughout Latin America and Mexico. And I'm going to tell you this, folks. Coyotes are not members of the Chamber of Commerce. We are not embellishing some corporation that's going to hire people. We are embellishing cartels. We are embellishing gangs, you know, people that prey on other people. And, you know, that just never came out during the time that that was happening. We are making them more powerful, giving them the money to exploit more people, And taking resources out of America where we might actually be able to hire law enforcement to combat it. So the economics of human trafficking, you know, just the silliness of a man paying $100 to have sex with a Taiwanese person, not a Taiwanese, excuse me, a lady from Thailand, got that wrong, and that money is going to Thailand. The the laws allowing people to come in knowing that they have paid money to illegal people to get here. And do we honestly believe those people that they owe money to are taking the Greyhound bus back home? They are traveling with people they owe money to. Well, I looked at this Homeland Security. They had Operation Coyote targeting human trafficking organizations. These are human smuggling, not human trafficking organizations, along the southwest border. It targeted the traffickers and the illicit proceeds being moved. They seized at that time about a million bucks and in 608 bank accounts. What these are, now that's a very small amount of money, but what they are are people who got here and are having to wire the money back to it out of the country, you know, wire the money to pay off their debt. Well, I want to talk about two more cases before I run out of time completely. We had a local case here by a guy by the name of Lawrence Gunn. He was a gang member and just a local thug, we think. Now, he could be part of a bigger ring, but we're still waiting. Now, this guy was particularly awful because his name was classified and he tattooed his classified moniker down the side of these girls' faces. They were only 15 to 18 in many cases. But he had 28 victims. It, you know, if each girl was making around, let's say, 350000 a year or 300000 that means this, this one thug was making over $9 bucks with 28 girls. Your average pimp will have five girls, each girl making, let's say, 300000 
That makes your average pimp worth $1.5 million. This guy here was operating in Moreno Valley, Los Angeles, Anchorage, and Minnesota. And at one point, he was caught having one victim wire $17,000 to her out-of-state connection. So one pimp, 28 girls, and just think of the magnitude of that. Well, Homeland Security was given an example that I thought you'd want to hear. I thought it was good in this case. It was a 19, or 2014. This was the case of Isaiah Mendez and uh, their two brothers. I can't, Benefacio Mendez. They had a, a group of brothels around New York City. It was based, they were based on sexually exploiting hundreds of women, forcing each of their victims to have sex with up to 25 men a day, 25 men a day, 15 other defendants in this. So you're talking about a serious ring in here. And it said one woman sent a letter to the judge saying that she and her child were made to sleep in a windowless rat-infested basement, deprived of sufficient food, didn't even have a blanket. She was beaten, verbally abused, and forced to service these men. It was all about greed. They were making literally millions of dollars. In the end, they forfeited $1.7 million, but they know that they actually made $10 million or tens of million dollars. Here's another one, just a little one here. Uh, Mara Diego that uh, we were talking about there, they were charging in 15-minute sessions, and they were literally sending millions of dollars. They were collecting it by the house moms. They were advertising on men's clothing cards, and then they would come in, and they were charged 23 bucks for 15-minute session. All this money is going into what we call funnel accounts. They're being given uh, accounts that other people control, and they will wire the money back home. They will have small accounts. They will they will buy uh, goods and then launder the goods. They will buy counterfeit goods, launder that money, and they will get that back home. In the end, folks, this is millions and millions and millions of dollars on the backs of very, very fine people who don't deserve it. So if you can't look at the human factor, can we look at the corporate factor? Because this is a huge money issue. Now, having said that, I want to close off this show by saying how much I appreciate Homeland Security, the U.S. Department of Treasury, you know, the intelligence units, the, the local task force. I work with Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. I am so proud of all these people. This is huge business. You may see one little massage parlor in your neighborhood, but it doesn't end there. It might end in Bangkok, Thailand. My name is Opal Singleton. Please follow me and kids on Facebook. Write to me at meandkids.org, opal at meandkids.org. I hope you'll join us every week. I hope you'll look at the archive shows. I hope you'll spread this with your friends and your family. And let's get this word out around the world. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.